Hey, welcome to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. Sorry, that was a very loud so intro. So loud. <laughs> All right, well, um, you can turn your headphones back up a little bit. I've turned it down. Um, welcome back to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. I'm Joel Hillary. We have Todd. How are you doing, Todd? Hey, I'm substituting into Joel. Well, that's subbing, and you are a host. Oh, I know, but <laughs> he did the first part, so. Yeah, but Joel did a runner on us tonight, but that's all right. We still love you, Joel. And uh, we've got George. How you doing, George? Hey, I'm back again. He's yeah. live. Yeah, he's live. I'm live tonight. We yes. Can... <laughs> the first, uh, yes, on part one of this show, we did um, George calling in from 587 miles away. 600 yeah. and something kilometers uh, not, away. Not miles, kilometers, kilometers or something. Yeah. It's just because we're trying to be like Joel. Oh, yeah, American. trying to be American. Come on, guys. Oh, no, sorry, guys. Uh, please take no offense. Any Americans listening, we love you guys. You're amazing. Absolutely. Listening. <laughs> USA, USA. You're a quarter of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on the last episode, we unwrapped uh, the tiniest bit of the top of the iceberg of hearing God's voice, um, and there's so much in it that we're we're doing a part two. Mm. Um, we're also Todd's here, so we got his amazing perspective on what it is to hear God's voice. Mm. Um, Todd's also like a relatively new Christian as well, so yeah, um, he was just sharing with us earlier that he's uh, you know already heard the lord speak and given him uh was it twice uh words of knowledge i don't remember the second time but i only remember the one yeah because <laughs> it was like yeah, it's pretty, it was cool, pretty cool though yeah yeah, cool. yeah it's awesome to see god moving through you and when you step out in faith it's like holy crap i'm walking on water <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's sort of like come maybe, to and then maybe not say holy crap but no. <laughs> yeah um but yeah, so hearing God's voice. Um, so, what do you guys think about hearing God's voice? I might just kickstart off with the first bullet point, eh? Go for it. <clears throat> Why not? All right, I'll just say it. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this, and then I'll sort of share my thoughts afterwards. But um, what would you guys call the God card that people that many Christians use um, all the time? Um, when it comes to hearing God's voice, what does that sort of terminology mean to you guys, personally? Why don't you start, George? The God card? Actually, the God card's been around for quite a while, and it it's when a Christian says, hey, God told me this, and yeah. it's like, well, you know what? You, you can't refute or argue with someone who said, God told me. Because, yeah, God said this. Yeah, God said yeah. this, because who's to say that God didn't actually say that? Yeah, so for um, you to refute that, you're refuting God <laughs> yeah, <laughs> potentially operating yeah. in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I know where you came from this because I seen you the podcast earlier <laughs> yeah. this day after listening to part one of this. Um, yeah, it's essentially people can use this card as an excuse because you can't deny that someone may have actually heard mm. God's voice, and we we spoke about it before the podcast. Some actual. Mm. Like yeah. amazing testimonies of people who have used it, yeah, and it definitely was from God, but may not have sounded like it was, yeah. So like it's it's a sort of tricky little subject, yeah. Because uh, we listened to this podcast by Judah Smith uh, today, yeah. called uh, what is it called? Uh, I you just read it before something from God. I think I heard from I think God. I heard from God. It's a title from yeah. Judas Smith. It's it awesome. Like two, I think two years ago I heard this originally. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
because he talks about like the the God said those two words. Yeah, is the most powerful thing in the Bible. I mean, let's let's really be honest. When God says stuff, galaxies are born. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that happens. A lady was made pregnant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Bore the son of God. You know? Yeah, like all your sins were forgiven <laughs> when God said it is finished. Yeah. You know, like that sort of stuff. Like amazing, amazing, amazing things happen. Um, however, I'm not going to refute any of the amazing prophets that. In the Old Testament, they're like, God said this, mm. and 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 they're telling the truth. Um, however, I will refute a couple of Christians I have heard say, God told me to stay home and watch Netflix instead of going to work. That is probably not God. <laughs> yeah, <does that> <laughs> and it's words? a terrible <laughs> thing to use God, the God card for that. Yeah. That's nah, not good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, I can't say that that person didn't hear from God. Yeah. Because maybe he did say stay exactly. home and watch Netflix. He might have said that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you gave an awesome example before of ah, why someone yeah. actually did stay home from work. So, so yes, yeah. Crazy testimony of a pastor in Lebanon, um, who was halfway through a church service, and he said, "Look." Everyone, just leave the building and go home now. Everybody get out, and they're all like, what, 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 what? And he's like, just do it. Just go, just go, just get out. And it turned out that that day there was the explosion in the Lebanese port, and it just bowled over, mm. you know, that huge area downtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, Incredible, incredible testimony. So, you know, when, when someone says, look, God's just spoken to me about this. Yeah. You, you've, you've, That's amazing. You've just got to. Well, that's what Either I mean. Like, you got to take it quite seriously. Absolutely. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Absolutely. You can't use the God card to get out of everything yeah. because people will listen to you. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty much saying, like, you got a bomb strapped to you. Yeah. You know, people just will listen. Yeah. God said, go home and do this. Mm. I'm probably not going to take my chance. I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it means, yeah, with uh, many Christians, sometimes they do potentially use the God card a little bit too much. Um, and, and like not only yeah. if you use it as an excuse because you don't want to go to work or you don't want to yeah. do something or you want something, like not only you've probably like annoyed God, mm. but you've also lied, which is also a sin. So it's almost like God's name in vain, eh? It's, yeah. 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 Like it's probably really yeah. offensive. <laughs> and like, look, hypoth- hypothetically, if... God did tell you to order a Pizza Hut pizza or something like that. You know, you had to do it because God said. Hypothetically, if that did happen, mm. it's okay to not tell everybody God's told you to get a pizza. Yeah. Just go get a pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't boast about God telling it. Because what it, what it does is when you start to be like, oh, yeah, God said this and God said that, it does create a bit of an exalting thing. Mm. Right now, when you get exalted or something like that, and you're like, "Oh, I feel really good because God, I'm listening to God, and I feel good about it." Mm. What that's really happening is that, like it's just your the the dopamine glands in your brain. You getting the attention is releasing the dopamine glands to give you that feeling of happiness, and people go, "Oh, that's the peace I've got." And it's mm. not 
It's you self-exalting yourself by saying, telling and declaring everybody that God told you to get a pizza mm. and that you're special because God talks to you about getting pizzas. Yeah. So, <laughs> and well, like that's quite a cool one because if you look at that, God maybe evasion. Yeah, he may have said, go get a pizza. He might have. Look for that and then. Because yeah. if there's an and then, <laughs> yeah. it you, might you, be God not telling you Yeah, you walk straight past a homeless person with your pizza, mm. and that might have been his cue <laughs> to like, yeah, yeah. go get a pizza and give go it Go get a pizza place. and evangelize to everybody in the Pizza Hut store. Yeah. <laughs> Look for an and then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fully. No, I really like that. Um, yeah, so uh, do you guys know... Like, have you run into that before? People using the God card? Uh, no, not personally. Um, like, I can imagine, like, when someone does use it for myself, I'm not going to be one to be like, no, they didn't. Oh, no, we didn't. Because, mm. like, yeah, I can't do that. Only your heart can do that. Oh, fully. Um, I mean, like, mm. like yeah. I've heard people say god's said to go do this mm. and it's, i've got a lot of doubt on it because it's a little bit ridiculous sometimes but i've got to go with it yeah have you ever had come across that yeah this podcast that was ridiculous <laughs> 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 no um oh, i think the one that stuck out for me was you guys actually gonna ym oh yeah like i, I didn't doubt me at all that god yeah. would have said that to me but at the time, it seemed like the craziest thing you guys could have gone and done. Like, yeah, I was like, these guys have just bought a section and like <laughs> have no money and yeah. all this stuff. Like, I knew your person, like the background behind it. And I'm yeah. like, it's not something God didn't like. He definitely would have told you to do that because it's like mm. within his. That's quite interesting with the finance of that. So, like, we put all of our money into this YWAM. Well, not all of it. Um, we had so much money, and we put. We had just purchased a section, and um, then God said, go do this YWAM course. We actually didn't have enough money to do this course. Um, and then, and we live in this really nice one-bedroom uh, apartment, and um, God told us, you're either all in or you're all out. Wow, yeah. And no, you can't be lukewarm, like... Mm. Don't sit one leg on one side of the fence and one leg on the other. It's uncomfortable <laughs> and it's not good for you. Um, because, uh, like, my brothers shared this uh, sort of um, altar call with me before, and this was sort of what came into my heart when, you know, you're, you're sort of like wanting to go with God and then and then you don't really want to abandon the ways of the world. And then you're looking left and right and you see God on one side of the fence and uh, the devil on the other and you're looking left and right, days go by, and you haven't made up your mind, and then one day you're standing on this fence, and God disappears. He's not mm. there. And you're going, no, I want to go with God. And the devil says, no, you've, you're on the fence. You didn't choose God. And you, go, and you go, yeah, I'm on the fence. I didn't choose you either. And then <laughs> Satan goes, yeah, but you're on the fence, and I own the fence. And that just wrecked me. Mm. And that happened with our YWAM thing. God's like, um, well, through many different confirmations, um, essentially God was saying, like, you're either all in or you're all out. Stop being a little bit of both. Yep. And um, what ended up happening is uh, we went and met with these YWAM 
the 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 directors at the time, which is uh, Andy Scalis and Jeremy Bolton, uh, amazing amazing people of God, and um, they said to us uh, like we were a married couple, and they said, look, you're going to have to move out of your one bedroom apartment and come live with us. Um, essentially, I was to live with eighteen different girls. My wife and I. Poor man. Yeah, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's, it was pretty rough. Um, but no, grace of God was there fully. And um, we had to Airbnb our one-bedroom apartment. The funny thing is, is we were, I was like, no, nah, I just want to stay in the one-bedroom apartment. Obviously, yeah. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I, I really, really do not want to do this, Lord. Surely we can just stay in. And he said, no, you're either all in. So not one foot in your life, in yeah. your one-bedroom apartment, immerse yourself in this YWAM school and just dedicate six months fully to me, 100%. And um, what ended up happening is we ended up Airbnb our one-bedroom apartment, right? We didn't have enough money to do the school. We walked, we finished the school, not only paying for the school through this Airbnb on the side, but more money. Wow. <laughs> then we started with... That is so good. Yeah. <laughs> without either of us working. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of working by doing like changeovers yeah. and stuff like that, um, but not working at a job per se. Mm. And um, yeah, that I was like, uh, the funny thing is, is if I had tried to do it on my own strength from mm. the comfort of my own home, mm. we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to financially do it. So how did you hear the voice of God in that? What was it? How did that come across to you? Was it... Yeah, something you heard in your mind, or was it in your spirit? It was. Uh, yeah. So with with Laura and I, um, she sort of had a confirmation on her end. Yeah. Um, she was at uh, we're at one of the night services at church, and Pastor Tom, who was our pastor at the time, he said something. I think Laura went up for prayer, and um, Pastor Tom said to her, um, "Look, I see you're in the in the shallows at the moment." But Jesus is calling you out into the deep mm. to wow. be fully submerged, mm. not a little bit in and a little bit out. Yeah. <laughs> all in. Yeah, all in. That, and and all Pastor in. Tom had no idea that we were thinking yeah. of doing this. Prophesying over right. someone to that note. Yeah. Wow. And I had a very, very similar thing happen to me um, at one of the worship nights that YWAM does. Uh, we just go along and the person's like, we want you all in sort of thing. And then I also had my brother say that to me, that altar call thing. Mm. It's like the second time he's done that to me. And um It's like the God card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, the amazing thing is like I hadn't had the foreknowledge or the ability to see forwards in time enough to realise that it was the only way to do this school. Mm. <laughs> and God's like, just trust me. Yeah. All in or not at all because it's not going to work mm. with you being there. I mean, God can do cool stuff, and might, he might have been able to make it work, but uh, I'm sure it would have been hard and painful. But like Moses, you know how the first three plagues with Moses, Aaron is the one talking. Right. And they affect Israel. The first three plagues affect yeah, right. Israel. Like they, they which sucks. Mm. It's like not just the Egyptians getting these curses, Israel too. Yeah. The moment Moses is starting to actually talk on behalf of God, what he was supposed to do from the start, it just affects the mm. Egyptians. It doesn't affect the Israelites anymore. Oh wow. 
So it's like God saying, "It's you either go with me, and it's going to be a bit easier. Mm. You can go against me. I'm still going to get it done. Yeah, you just it's just going to be rough. Because <laughs> <laughs> what what's the saying? Um, yeah, there's a person biking, and they're they're biking against the wind, right? And then they just decide to turn around. Now they're biking for the wind, mm. biking with the wind. Did the wind change? No. No. <laughs> no. No, they changed direction. Sorry, I just went on a, on a waffle there. <laughs> wow. Somebody asked to <laughs> <laughs> take this microphone off me. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I was just thinking of the book of Jonah today um, at work. And I was like, I did not have time to read it, sadly. And I've just read through it now. Um, in chapter one, God's like, up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Mm. And then what did Jonah do? He's like, heard his voice and was just like, nah, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Ran away, jumped on a boat. Yeah. Um, And then in chapter three, once Jonah had been like, okay, all right, let's do this. God then again says the same thing back to him. And like God's going to, if it is God speaking to you, mm. like if you had doubt in your mind about this YWAM thing um, and he did do it for you, God's mm. going to confirm it for you or talk to you a couple of times because this really? is actually what he wants to do. Yeah. So like when you're listening to God, if you hear God's voice or if you read a scripture and that little voice inside you sort of resonates with it, Mm. and you're not sure about it, just ask God for reconfirmation or yeah. something. Because he, he's bound to do it. If this is what just confirmation, his yeah. will is for you, he's going to pest you until you... It's like that movie, Bruce Almighty. You guys seen that movie? Yeah. Such a good movie. Uh, Bruce is out in the rain. There's one scene where he's out in the rain, and he's like, Lord, give me a sign. <laughs> and this truck goes past him. <laughs> With all these signs yeah. on it, <laughs> like delivering signage. <laughs> <laughs> a literal sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. I think there's a couple in there, but oh, that's man. the one I remember. So um, it's the only way I know how to spell beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, li- yeah, <laughs> B-E-A-U-Devil. Um, no, but with God, you know, like, if you look at that, he, he immediately was seeking confirmation. Lord, send me a sign. Yeah. Boom. Mm. Even the comedic of it it was funny but god does send you signs when you ask for them mm. if it's like um being like lord let me know if i should buy this ferrari <laughs> <laughs> you know he might make it pretty clear to you but if it's just your heart wanting it then you'll know mm. yeah, <laughs> good steward with my yeah. money yeah. yeah um and like it's going to align if it is something god wants for you Mm. It's going to align with his will, yeah. and it's going to align with his word. Because like if yeah, God says go buy this Ferrari, and you read in God's word that um, you should come as one Honda Accord, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. Know. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. uh, true. I think now more than ever we need to be seeking to hear God's voice. Yeah, as well. Um, we are living in some weird times. Um, you know, the whole planet shut down. That's never happened. No. You know, the last time that happened was Noah's time, and that was caused by a flood. Yeah, right. <laughs> it does say the end days will be like the times of Noah. 
Um, but yeah, now is the time to really, really, really seek the voice of the Lord. Mm. Um, undoubtedly, and when you're seeking it, there's there's a couple of little things that I do personally to to figure out if it's actually God I'm hearing or is it myself. Mm. One thing I always pray for confirmation that has never ever. And sometimes you see what you're looking to see, you know, sometimes. Mm. But my prayer is, Lord, make it undoubtedly clear that you want me to do this yeah, or that this is you. Undoubtedly clear. Mm. Not, oh, the, the Ferrari I want to buy. It was red and I saw a red feather on a duck. Must mean that. God wants me to buy the red Ferrari. What's the likelihood of seeing a red feather on a Exactly. Duck? <laughs> you know, that must be God telling me to buy the red Ferrari. You know, like, obviously you see what you want to see, mm. and that's a, a real extreme example of it, um, but make it plainly obvious. That, and sometimes you can, like, I like to get confirmation through other people. Yeah. Because that one's a bit trickier for me to be mistaken by, you know? Mm. Um, and... Also, impressions and feelings. Um, you can actually pray for uh, peace to be resonant in you yeah, regarding different decisions. Last episode. Yeah. Like um, we went and bought, bought a section of Monica recently, uh, about a year ago. Mm. And we were like, oh man, this just is a little bit scary. Yeah. And we, Laura and I prayed and... The next day, we're like, "How do you? How are you feeling? You know? Yeah. Do you think God wants us to do this?" And Laura's like, "God's not saying no. I mean, he's not necessarily saying yes, but he's definitely not saying mm. no. Mm. And that's where I think God has that choice. Mm. You know, like he will give you that stop sign, yeah, <laughs> yeah. if he wants you to stop. But he will, um, you know, sometimes the choice is you can do it if you want. God's saying, you know, it's up to you. Let you mm. decide." Mm. But, um, yeah, we both had that peace about it, and we're like, okay, well, if we do it, cool. If we don't, we don't. So it's quite a big decision, you know, to make and undertake when you've got a lot of finance at stake, and it could alter your life mm. down the track a bit. So you really want to have that confirmation that, hey, this is the green light. It's okay to go ahead with this. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to pan out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And especially, yeah. like, yeah. in this climate, like you said earlier about with – like the world being shut down, mm. we've got no idea, and the only person you can rely on is God because, yeah. Well, we had the a very similar one having with the red light, um, right before the pandemic hit. It was might have been January of twenty twenty. Um, so you know it's COVID nineteen because it came out in like what November or October or something twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. but it still wasn't really well known. It got really well known and. 2020 um so it was about january 2020 um we're talking three four months before global shutdown and um we were doing this this big property deal in invercargill and we were going to put up like at, at the time it was like 40 apartments and god was just going stop like wow pulling on every break yeah. you could possibly have the worst part is it sort of came, I had to scream the brakes as much as God was telling me, stop, 
you've got to stop and and abandon not abandon ship but just break right now and we would have been totally bankrupt me plus like three other families mm. <laughs> wow. and that yeah that would have cost us everything and um yeah the and it didn't make any sense at the time and um yeah it's like that's hearing god's voice mm. in like a, in a different way but that was yeah. definitely like a feeling like just an urgency to stop mm. didn't really understand it i was justifying it in my heart by going i must be freaking out about this but i realized i'm i wasn't after everything started happening i was like okay that must have been the holy mm. spirit kind of forcing you to panic um unreasonably yeah mm. Mm. <laughs> because i was like perfectly peaceful about it for like two years in the planning yeah, no, beforehand. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> you'd be so frustrated if this thing just stopped for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just like perfectly peaceful about it. And then it was just like, stop. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and the thing is, Laura got the same the same feeling. Like it wasn't mm. just me. It was this, all of a sudden both of us were just like, nah, yeah. can't do it. Yeah, Got to stop. And yeah, just it saved our bacon, eh? Hey? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, now we're yeah, still making decisions on what to do with that two years later or whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pandemic, eh? Yeah. So if your wife hadn't said anything to you, do you think you would have continued on with that decision? Laura's one of my strongest confirmations mm. every single time. Yeah. Um, um, who's the guy that wrote Good or God? Um, Todd, can you look that up? Good or God? Job of it? John Bevere, that's him. John Bevere wrote Good or God. And in the in Good or God, there's one point where he's talking about um, hearing God's voice. And there's uh, a circle and there's a whole lot of dots on one side and there could be a couple of dots on the other. But they go together and one, one half is his wife and the other half is him. And with the picture, unless it goes together, they don't see the full thing. Yeah. So he could have like this brilliant idea to do something in the church and he's got to do it right now. And Lisa Bevere's got the dates when it needs to be done and it has to happen this time, oh, wow. otherwise it will fall over. Yeah, right. right. And they actually have like God, cause, and that goes into like the power of marriage. Hmm. Your marriage, you become one flesh. Yeah. You are joined and one person. <laughs> yeah so yeah man somebody else talk i keep i really really just keep going on this stuff eh? <laughs> what do you think george uh i really like that uh story where um just before john the baptist was born and mm. uh is it zachariah was in the temple ministering yeah and he had a visitation from an angel and he mm-hmm. he he um he doubted what the angel told him and then the angel said, oh, because you doubted what, what God's about to do. You can't talk. You can't talk <laughs> for how, nine months or however long it was. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, and he came out and he was just like making all these crazy hand signals and everyone's going yeah. like, oh, what's going on with you? And um, yeah, so I think there are times when God wants us, you know, to, to I mean, obviously a vi- an angelic visitation, how could you doubt yeah. what just got it's spoken funny, to eh? you? So it was and- just so crazy that. Was it um, who was it? The lady was it Elizabeth, his yes. wife, that yes. laughed. Somebody laughed at the Lord. Oh, I think that it was, was Abraham's Sarah. Abraham wife. And Sarah. Abraham's wife. Sarah laughed. At she the Lord. laughed at the Lord. Yeah, and when she got told she was going to have a, a child, and her 
Elder, latter years, yeah, elderly yeah. years. She laughed. I think she was in her nineties or so. I, I don't know how I mean, old she fair was. Enough, if was she like in her nineties? Ninety years old, and someone's like, it's "You have a baby." You probably yeah. would laugh. Yeah, but when the when God's <laughs> yeah, talking to you, it's <laughs> like, God. yeah, I probably would. But if yeah. I had like this, um, omnipresent, all powerful being telling me this, I'll take it seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like to think I would. Anyway. So, so I was just thinking out of that. Does God get angry or ticked at that if we doubt? What he speaks to us. Mm. I don't know if he has hair, but it did definitely be pull, some <laughs> yeah. pulling of the hair. I'll say yes. And yeah. I got a little bit of scripture off the top of my head yeah. on why. So, uh, scripture says, um, Todd, if you would be able to find this, um, without faith, you can't please, please the Lord. The Lord. Yep. Okay. Um, so, while Todd's finding that scripture, wherever it is, and then the next part is in James. I think it's the first or second chapter of James. Um, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so with what you are doing creates faith. Therefore, your actions, mm. if you have the wrong action, you know, like if you yeah. essentially no actions, no faith, um, that can, without that action creating faith, you can't please the Lord. So yes, I would say if you don't have faith, which is the action, he would get ticked off because yeah. one pleases him, and then without it, he's not pleased. Yeah. So mm. I'd say that he's ticked off. Maybe it does also say he's slow to anger. Yeah, so maybe not ticked off. Well, he, he probably off. was going to abort what God was about to do, so that's probably why he got silenced. But oh, it's yeah. just quite odd that God shut <laughs> yeah. him down <laughs> so majorly. Yeah, yeah, just let me work, man. Yeah. Seriously, I know what's good for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was in. Um, Hebrews 11 is the uh, without, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he re- and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Mm, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the other one was James. Very good. Mm. 2, 14 to 26. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, like last night at church, we were singing No One But You. Mm-hmm. Um, Great song. Yeah. Man, it's so good. And it's the I I'd had such a bad week that week before, and I just felt this inkling of who's God just been like get on your knees, and so I got on my knees at the back of the sound booth, so like I was hidden away from everyone, and just like prayed to God was and just worshipped him, and I was just like no one else knows you like I like you do, no one else knows me, no one else knows what's on my heart, no one else knows what's going on with me. Amen. Yeah. So like yeah. I gave it all to him at that point. And then, like, I heard. I say this like not to be showing off or anything, by the way. Like, yeah, no. and I heard from God. Um, no, you're not pulling the God card. Over, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I heard. God told me. <laughs> yeah, I heard God say, "Arise, my son, for you are loved. I love you. Um, I've forgiven you and your sins. May you walk with me." Wow. And. I was just like, what? Okay. And so I stood up and I was just like so cheerful for the rest of the night. And all this, all today, I was like happy. I mean, I got frustrated because work frustrates me sometimes. But <laughs> I was like joyful, like singing yeah. songs all day today. And it was, yeah, like God completely switched my mood because I was just like, I'd forgotten yeah. that he's forgiven me of these of these things and that I work, walk with him and not by myself. So Hallelujah. That's so cool. Mm. I'll share that tonight. 
it's that's like really really cool to see um god like you just need to pick me up sometimes mm. you know and god knows us so well mm. he formed us like what does it say he knew us before you were in the womb yeah yeah that's a really big statement mm. i knew you before you existed yeah <laughs> before you were born i knew you yeah I knitted you together in your mother's womb yeah you're fearfully and wonderful wonderfully yeah. made mm. and um like that's a just to know that he's like, all right, Todd, this is what I want to share with you. Because he mm. knew you needed that in that moment. Yeah. Just a reminder on who you are, who mm. God say, who, if, if I was to portray God, who I say you are as the Lord. <laughs> and um, just like to connect with you on like where you're at. Yeah. Um, Pastor Mike has this brilliant message regarding like when a new christian or a new person is coming into church how we ought to treat them and uh it is acceptance so a lot of the time we we get this uh, i've seen this awesome uh sorry my mind keeps going all over the place <laughs> i saw this cool picture of this uh tattooed um biker and he's reading his bible and he's going, I am a child of God, out loud, like proclaiming it. And then there's these two people on either side of him, and they're like normal, tight, Bible people, Christian people, <clears throat> and they're going, you don't belong here. Like then their thoughts, this person needs to get his tattoos removed before he can be saved. And, you know, like all of that sort of thing. And what... Mike was teaching is that acceptance, but God meets you where you're at, mm. Mm. and He will be. It, the Bible says to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So mm. it is a process to go from what we are as sinners to being remade as holy, yeah, and and justified through faith, uh, not works. So like. It's just it's just awesome that God constantly comes down to our level every single time. Yep. And no matter where you are, no matter how much you've, uh, you know, you might think you've stumbled or stuffed up, God will always meet you right where you are. Yep. It's it's so powerful. Um, not to say that tattoos. By the way, anybody listening? <laughs> yeah. Tattoos are fine. Our head pastor has one. I has some. <laughs> And rides a motorbike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, he covers them up. Well, he doesn't cover them up. He's always wearing a shirt, so yeah, yeah never see them. Um, but, yeah, tattoos, uh, there's only a few places in the Bible where they're mentioned, and I'm pretty sure they are to symbol. Yeah, here we go, George, you know. I've right? got a God card. <laughs> Do it, go, well, it's George. not a God card. It's like... <laughs> This is funny. Now that you bring tattoos up, and this is not against anyone who's got a tattoo, but God one day spoke to me and he said, I don't want you to get any tattoos and I don't want you to get any piercings. Mm -hmm. And I remember just like, man, where did that come from? That was just so out of the blue. Yeah. And I just didn't really think too much of it. And then, um, yeah, just years went by and I just have – just held on to that for all this mm. time. And I honestly believe that God does not want me to get a tattoo and yeah. he does not want me to get piercings. And that's not to say that that's... Yeah, no, it's fine. You know, no no condemnation think, or judgment for anyone else, but that was yeah. a personal word 
for me. Well, I don't think any of us have tattoos, though. You don't have any tattoos, eh, Todd? Not that I'm aware of. No. <laughs> I've got this little tattoo. butterfly on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, seriously, but... Um, <laughs> seriously, but... Um, okay, so... <laughs> I think Joel's got some. If I think he might. I'm not sure. Shivers. He's got what, a funny nose ring, that's for sure, if anybody wants to picture what he looks like. Hipster with a nose ring. Hipster with a nose ring. A tall hipster. He's cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. Drinks from a messenger. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind. Honestly, some girls I know, they look absolutely fantastic with nose rings. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I just 100% fine. Get in touch if you would like George's number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, single. No, all right. So um, what do you guys think about, like... The confirmation or impressions or feelings that you guys get when um, I don't know the Lord's talking to you. Um, how if you feel that the Lord is going like a like a magnetic pull or mm. an instinct or a peace in your heart? How do you confirm you guys? You talk that about an God. unction of the Holy Spirit, like a, an unction. a feeling that yeah. it's so strong that that's it. How do you get your attention? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you make how do you solidify that that's God? Oh speaking? my gosh, I love that stuff. I yep. have had so many years where I've had such a strong feeling to go somewhere and do something, mm. and then just just random random stuff. And uh, nine times out of ten, there would be a reason behind it. Mm. Um, uh, what's an example? Uh, I remember you telling me something. It was one of your, it was why you came to Queenstown. And oh really? It, yeah, that I was mean, when I first met you, I asked, I was like, "Why did you come to Queenstown?" And then you told me the story about the river, um, flowing down to Queenstown or something. Right? Do you remember this? George has a lot of this stuff. Man, you got so much stuff. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I just have <laughs> story. I will give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> remember, he was struck by lightning or something, a fire. On his shoulder the other day, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. healed his shoulder. A lot yeah, of God a lot of supernatural stuff. Supernatural. What was it? Was it fire? Yeah, it was fire. An angel yeah. flew over the house as I prayed and lifted my hands, and fire fell down. Yeah, yeah, you shared that in the morning. Yeah, one, and my you? shoulder was healed. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but this one, carry on quickly. <laughs> so I was just graze over up that. in the Nelson That's district. Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was up in the Nelson district, and I heard God say, "I want you to go." To the warehouse, which is a um, like a kind of a Kmart, Kmart, the Wadi Fuddy, yeah, the Wadi Fuddy, what we call it here in New Zealand, <laughs> where they sell all sorts of bits and pieces. And I, I was, I think I was on my day off, and I was like, man, what, why? And I just felt that strong tug to go there, and I was like, okay. So I jumped in my car, drove down to the warehouse. Took me about ten odd minutes to get there. Drove into the car park. And are, are you in Queenstown at this point? No, no. This was up on the top of the South Island. Nielsen. Oh, oh Nielsen. Right. Nielsen. Yeah. Sunny Nielsen. And so I drove around the car park and I was like, mm, what was? what is this all about? And anyway, so I thought, mm, okay. And drove out the car park and then across the side of the road, I see this guy standing there hitchhiking. And he just like was illuminated to me. I'm like, ah, oh, I betcha it's got something to do with this guy over here. So anyway, I drove out. Well, the traffic lights wound down my window. I said, mate, you want to ride? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm just heading out of town. I said, yeah, jump in. Anyway, long story short, turns out this guy was from Israel. He was staying with a Christian friend of mine. And I started sharing the gospel with him. 
And he was on a journey traveling around all the nations of the earth because he was being raised up to be a future prime minister in Israel. Wow. I know. It's, what? Yeah. That's huge. It's pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, it was just the timing was Did he make impeccable. it? Well, th- this was going back quite a few years ago, and I was actually thinking about him and the situation not so long ago, and I thought, man, I need to catch up with the guys in Nelson mm. and just see where he's at today. Yeah, you could... Um, that could be the Prime Minister right now. So so I got the chance to talk to him about our political system and what we're doing here in New Zealand and how that all works. But he said his his grandparents had had spent so much time with him as a youngster growing up and they're just literally grooming him to be a future Prime Minister. This is oh. like his goal in life. Wow. Yeah, I know, just crazy stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I had the. I just felt privileged to be able to just to just to spend a short amount of time with them, mm. share my faith with them. Um, because back then, you, there there weren't like born again Israelis like there are now today in Israel. Mm. Yeah. So, so it was just such a pivotal God moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Got a lot of stories like that. Where God has just told me to go to places, and then I end up meeting people and. Yeah. Some people just never heard the gospel before, and I've spent literally hours. And I mm. said, I, I shared with some people, I said, man, have you heard the story about Adam and Eve? You know, Adam and Eve in the garden? And mm. he, no, never heard of it. Never. What? Wow. Um, so just crazy opportunities like that. Yeah. And it's like if you have a radical obedience to God, he will He will give you radical opportunities oh, yeah, to, definitely. to, to yeah. share with people. So, What podcast do you share? Oh, my gosh. Whose was it? Tammy's. And you shared another story about um, – Pick you up another hitchhiker. Man, you and hitchhikers. Yeah. This is why you yeah, I got a lot of hitchhikers stories, eh? Yeah. Glad you're, you're a truck in driver. New Zealand and yeah. not in the States or somewhere where or it's... Australia where it's illegal. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's is it really? a hitchhike in Australia, I'm pretty sure. And to pick them up, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially going onto motorways. Yeah, like, right. That's super illegal. Yeah. 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 But... But you know, getting getting a feeling if if you're sensitive, because some people don't feel the presence of God and they just can't, they don't mm. understand the unction when it comes. Yep. Um, but Frank, just, Frank Turek's like that, that amazing apologist. He right. said he's never really felt the presence of God. Wow. Yeah. Um, but man, he understands. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, like the undeniable reason mm. for God's existence and mm. searches after him. Wholeheartedly, like you can yeah. see it, yeah. Um, because like having a relationship with Jesus is like having a relationship with like you and I, you guys, mm. and myself, mm. all hanging out, yep. talking, getting to know each other a bit more. Yep. And like the more you do that with Jesus, the more likely you are to be able to um, understand when God's speaking to you, yeah, mm. because you know. His attributes, and you know who yep. he is. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you spend like minimal amounts of time with God, and you sort of know a little bit about him, mm. you'll be like, "Oh, that may be God." Mm. But, like when you're spending all this time with one person, like I do with my wife, you get to know the person's um, the, like inside and out. Like you know exactly what they like and what they don't like. You know how to like make them happy and what makes them sad. Mm. So. Mm. Mm. Like God's gonna speak to you or give you encouragement, and you're gonna know when it's Him fully yeah. because mm-hmm. you know who He is. Like getting an unction 
to go and pray for someone. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. I'll go pray for that person because I know that I'm not going to lose anything. Like, I'm losing nothing by doing it. I'm going to be able to glorify God by praying for this person and this person. I'm like, oh, man, I might have needed that. Mm. Or, yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. I also think um, you are who you hang out with yeah. as well. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. like, when you when you pray, seek the Lord, read your Bible, you start to understand the character and the nature of yeah. God a lot more. Um, and and he reveals more and more things to your heart. Like yeah. you can have, you can know a lot about somebody in in your mind, mm. and and not not not. Let's say um, I don't know. Do you, are you guys like fans of any celebrities or anything like that? Not anymore. Um, <laughs> let's say um, <laughs> I don't know. Robert, Robert Kiyosaki, for for example, Rich Dad Poor Dad. I know quite. I've read most of his books. I, I quite like his thinking on money. Mm. Um, and I've read a lot about him. I've read uh, and, and um, Richard Branson. I've read his autobiography. I could probably share his life as good as he could almost do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Him. Yeah, I know a lot about him, you know but I don't him, know him. Yeah. And he doesn't know me <laughs> either. It's a it's a very one way. Like I know a lot of information, but I don't know um, any relationship. Um, now with with the Bible, you can read that Bible all day long, and if you don't invite the Holy Spirit to reveal Himself to you through that, you might start understanding a lot about God, mm. but not know God. Yeah. And the Bible says there's a scripture that says it's very very scary. Um, where he says, Lord, Lord, many people, no, many people will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, I performed miracles in your name. I have healed, raised the dead, done all these things in your name. And Jesus will turn to them and say, depart from me, you evildoers, for I never knew you. So knowing God is a huge part of Christianity. Um, So anybody listening that's maybe going to church and sort of, got one leg on one side of the fence and one leg on the other and it's kind of uncomfortable get on God's side of the fence mm. you will never regret it yeah um and 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 ask him to reveal himself and uh one of the prayers that I had um during my time with youth with a mission was um lord i pray to want to want to know you like i, I knew that my nature was to connect back with with my savior mm. but my other nature was against it mm. my my sinful mm. nature was at um contrary to to my heavenly one and um i had to put away my sinful nature and take on on my heavenly one and um yeah that was just part of it like lord i just want to want to know you yeah. um and and he answered that man man he answered that mm. Um, yeah, so who you, you are, who you hang out with is, is a huge thing as well. So, uh, you guys know my dad. <laughs> so him and I, uh, are kind of alike, but, um, we sometimes work each other up. Like we get frustrated with each other pretty quickly and it's a whole patience thing that, that we're both working on. Um, but. 
you give me 10 minutes in that room and it's either going to be good or really bad sometimes. <laughs> and, um, and that's okay. Like that's just one of those, we're, we're just so similar that we butt heads Two two bulls, you know, just butting heads. Um, and then I've got, um, my brother, who's probably the most mellow person on the planet. And I've never seen him really get angry. I saw him once get angry last week. Um, he got angry at me. Um, but he had a, he had just, he was about to get his tooth, his wisdom tooth out. Um, so he was in heaps of pain. That's the only time I've really seen him angry. He's just frustrated <laughs> at the pain. <laughs> he was yeah. frustrated at the pain, not even me. <laughs> I thought I got through to him, but, but, um, but when I'm with Marcus, my brother, I kind of adapt that mellowness sometimes and it, and it pulls, pulls me back. So if you think about being, you are who you hang out with. Mm. If you are hanging out with the Holy Spirit, you will produce fruits of the Holy Spirit, fruits mm. of the Spirit, which mm. is in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, which is the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gladness, faithfulness, self-control, uh, all of that. You bring on that. Those are actions, you know, that uh, you you see those qualities, like, you know, uh, Mike and Corey are pastors, incredible qualities that they're obviously fruits of the Spirit. And that's because of who they're hanging out with. Mm. So um, even today I had a meeting with um, these uh, Marcus and my dad, and um, I had, man, I was reading my Bible beforehand, and the meeting went a little bit, like we sort of argued about a couple of things, um, but I was extremely restrained from what I normally am with my dad. <laughs> and it was like, man, I'm so happy that I was spent time with the Holy Spirit that morning. Because mm. it, it could have gone a lot. Not that it didn't go bad, like it was okay. But um, like when when you're going through these these situations, if you always put time for the Lord, he will give you patience, he'll give you strength, he'll give you wisdom and gentleness to be able to go through whatever you're about to experience. Like you sort of take on his qualities yeah, constantly. Mm, mm. Um, and be like Smith Wigglesworth. He's got the coolest quote ever. I often don't pray for more than 15 minutes, 15 minutes, but I don't go 15 minutes without prayer. Mm. So constantly just praying yeah, to yeah. the Holy Spirit, yeah. praying in tongues and just edifying the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very good. What I didn't tell you last night as well, um, when God told me all that stuff, was um, he reminded me that he's the potter <laughs> and I'm the clay. Yes. And because I'm <laughs> so filled true. With, so, like, I don't know if you've ever tried to do clay uh, molding or sculpting. Yeah, always wanted to. I'm pretty sure I've never done it. But I'm pretty, every video I've seen. <laughs> and they stop. With their hands and it goes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Every video I've seen, they use that water to help sculpt it because yeah. it makes the clay like sculpt. So mm. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit mm. and the living water, mm. um, which makes it easier for God to sculpt. Whereas if I hadn't accepted Jesus, it makes it very difficult for God to try and mold me because... Probably painful. Yeah. <laughs> going, <laughs> like going against the green, Ooh, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So I just had that vision, and I was like, oh, "I better do that because that's awesome. quite similar to what you, you're getting at is yeah. being filled with the spirit." And mm. yeah, then uh, you're 
you're sort of going towards where he's leading you easier. Yeah. Yeah. Less resistance. It's easier to go down a water slide with water than it is without water. <laughs> well, there are slides without yeah. water. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever gone down a water slide without? Not a water slide. You no. get like, yeah. skip, like burn marks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, time is flying on, and I know you have two more points there. What are they? They're just scripture and people um, and signs and wonders, which we've kind of already gone over. Yeah. Both of those. Mm. I just haven't ticked them. Essentially, um, like go, from like last week's podcast, talking about um, how God has spoken to um, you three, and like it was very interesting hearing – Joel's perspective about growing up and hearing from God is when you read your Bible. Because like, mm. that was, to me, is also how I hear from God mm. a lot of mm. the time. Because yeah. it is God's... It's his word. Word. Yeah. yeah. And it's got people's, like, it's people's experiences and people's mm. revelation knowledge. So mm. getting that revelation knowledge mm. from God through his word is generally how God speaks to me. Yeah. I know like what I was saying to Joel earlier on that I know I share a lot of experiences. Yeah. But there I, I really always do fall back on the word of God. Yeah. And, and what the word of God says because that's just the, the safest place to be mm. to to know you're hearing from God is when you read through scripture and it speaks straight to your heart. Mm. Yeah. And you just know that you know that you know that God's just spoken to you. The yeah, Bible sure. is an incredible tool to use. Mm. And yeah, it is definitely the word of God. Mm unrefutably the accuracy of it is incredible Mm. um but yeah moses didn't have a bible yeah exactly yeah and when he's talking to the lord up mountain he's looked at as a friend Mm. and And intimate relationship and the disciples never had a bible they they had the torah yeah (laughs) yeah they (laughs) wrote one later (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah they they wrote the new testament later yeah 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 they had the old the og testament yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know that I think it's cool that, um, like, if you're wanting to hear the voice of the Lord, seek His face, mm. not His hands. Mm. Look for His guidance, wisdom, and knowledge in the Bible. Mm. Read through the Proverbs, through the Psalms, through the Gospels, uh, the whole thing, and mm. you will understand the nature and the character on how God would act and react to different situations. So then you start to understand his heart Mm. because Jesus says, Lord, let not my will be done, but yours when he's about to go to the cross. So if we think about that, God's a lot more keen to operate through us with what he wants to do anyway. Like he's not going to get it. Give me that Ferrari because that's not what he wants. (laughs) He wants me to, Give the Ferrari away. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, so going through making sure that um, you're reading the Bible to understand God's heart for you. Yeah. Um, Prayer and intercession draws you closer to the Lord. And then hearing hearing God's voice, um, I heard one youth pastor say a long time ago, it's a bit like a radio. Um, So when you tune a radio... It's like, and then it gets a little bit more, uh, the more closer to the right radio station, the more uh, 
it might be a little bit staticky, but mm. then it gets more and more in tune the more you try. Yeah. Mm. You could just listen to static all day long and never try and listen closely, mm. but the, you, you eventually figure out where the frequency is, what God sounds like. Yeah. Mm. Um, actually, an, another cool example is like your parents. When you guys are kids and your mom or your dad are like, hey, George. <laughs> or hey dad <laughs> but in the midst of a crowd like a crowded people mm, yep. man you can hear your parents voice mm. through all of that mm, like yep. it cuts straight through all that noise and you can hear your parents voice mm. now if you had never heard what they sound like by not spending quality time with them yep. you would never be able to hear it throughout the chaos so Spend quality time with the Lord, and then when He does speak, you'll recognize yeah. it. Yeah. And the Bible says, um, "For I am the shepherd, and the sheep know my voice." Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you don't want to be um, saying, like Judas Smith says on his um, message, who's just like, maybe instead of using "God told me," say, "I think I heard," or, yeah. Um, I have a feeling that God was pointing me this way mm. because yeah, like every time you say God told me, people automatically think that mm. God has actually audibly said. Whereas it could have been God showed you a scripture, so it could be God showed me. Yeah, fully. Um, it's just, yeah, it's the way you say what God's doing, mm. and people won't take you out of context. Fully. Mm. You guys want to share anything else? Or we'll just wrap up and just see we get in 57 minutes. Um, yeah, like so I got an inkling. Yeah. I shared this at the start. I'll just share it again. Um, I feel like I've shared this on another podcast, but <laughs> I got an inkling to Do it again. Sh- yeah. share um, something with a person in church. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't know. And I could have easily been like, oh, no, I won't do this. But <clears throat> I was like, I'll step out in faith. Mm. I'll believe that this is what God's saying for this person and so i did i went up to them and said hey i think god wants you to such and such and went on with what they were, what what god had said and this person looks at me and says that's so weird because this morning at church someone came up to me and said something very similar along the same lines as that it's <laughs> like no way like amazing seriously like god has confirmed for this person mm. through two different people in the same day something that God wants them to do. Mm. And like that person may have been praying for it and not heard anything. And you said the same thing, Christian, like having that girl had that dream and then shared it with a friend last week. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And oh my gosh, my nose is dripping. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to share that. No one can see it. I don't think uh, any of the listeners knew that. No, uh, thanks for that, Todd. I just thought I'd share it with everyone else. Stop picking your nose, Todd. <laughs> Yes, help, please. <laughs> yeah, so if you have an inkling that God is sharing something with you and it was for someone else, go and yeah. share it with them because, I mean, it could may have been for someone else. but yeah. doesn't hurt just, either. Yeah, it's more, now yeah. you can just tune your voice in a bit more, uh, his voice in a bit more. Yeah, I mean, mm. God's not asking you to split the Red Sea. <laughs> if you think, you know, you know, like, it doesn't hurt to... Just, be like, oh, I'm going to step out in faith. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. And the great thing is, you know how prophecy 
in general, when it's talked about, I think it's in Corinthians, when it's been spoken about what prophecy is and, and all the di- different gifts of the Spirit, um, that is uh, prophecy, essentially, you, you ought to seek that above all else. But it's also, prophecy is not just telling the future. Prophecy is, prophecy is edifying the church. Mm. It is saying, George, I see that you are a strong man of God, that I can see that the Lord's using you to, I don't know, seek the lost sheep and and speak to different people and different places all around the world. And, you know, like that is prophecy. Yeah. So if you, essentially, if you're going up and it's edifying that person's spirit, there's very little bad that can happen from that. So step out in faith and do that. Like that is most of the turning points in people's lives are when mm. people step out on faith mm. and they say, hey, this is what I think God mm. is saying about you and to you, mm. that you are a wonderful, wonderfully and fearfully made human mm-hmm. and that God knows you from the inside and out and loves you yeah. more than anything, mm. um, further from the east is from the west. And yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things that we can do because it, it requires faith, but it's also just pointing out to people how God sees them. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, if when you start to understand God's heart by seeking seeking him, you understand how he sees everybody. Mm. So yeah. it's, it's very, very easy to encourage and to prophesy over people. Mm. Um, cool. We'll finish with that. Um, so did you want to share anything else, George? No, that's a wrap for me. You're a wrap? All good, Todd? All done. Cool. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Jesus Magnet podcast. Um, we just pray that you really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, reach out if you are enjoying these uh, podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye for now.